You're listening to Orange Blaze, a Florida Trail podcast. You know, I, I feel that there's a lot of people that get into through hiking, backpacking, whatever, getting out into the woods, that they want to get away from people. And the irony of through hiking is it actually brings you back to people because, you know, you are out there, you're hitchhiking, trying to get to that town to resupply. You know, that takes a leap of faith by someone to pick you up. That was LP, Lil Buddha, Kitakaisi, 2010 FT and ECT through hiker. And I'm Misty Ridley, your host for this podcast. Back in 2009 or early 2010, I started following several people writing on trailjournals.com in anticipation of her upcoming 2010 AT through hike. One of those people was Little Buddha, who was starting on Key West in hopes of hiking the Eastern Continental Trail. I'd read through a couple of Florida Trail journals from years past, but never really paid particularly close attention to them, considering there weren't very many to begin with. But Little Buddha was of interest to me because I knew he'd be on the Appalachian Trail at the same time we were. Followed his journals as we hiked along, reading about the flooding of the Suwannee River that year, almost a bit like it's been this year, and sort of stopped following him after we moved from Florida in mid-February of 2010 and returned to Texas to set up camp before we set off for Springer Mountain in mid-March. I have vague memories of driving along I-10 in the Florida Panhandle and wondering how this hiker was doing. Once we were on the Appalachian Trail, I'd spot his name and shelter logs along the way. At one point, he wasn't terribly far ahead of us, but considering he had already had multiple trails under his belt and more than a thousand miles of hiking done that season, it wasn't long before the gap between us expanded. It definitely would not be running into Little Buddha. After we finished on Katahdin and settled back into life in Texas, I checked in on him and followed his journals as he continued into Canada to finish his hike. Over the years, I've checked in on his trail journals, but it wasn't until joining Instagram that I came across him once again. Self-described certified hiker trash, Little Buddha is a triple crowner and has traversed quite a number of long-distance trails, some of them multiple times. His photography on Instagram is certainly inspiring and will make you want to get out and explore our trails even more. Because I was already familiar with his 2010 ECT hike, I reached out to him to see if he'd share his story on the Florida Trail. We had a long conversation, and I feel like we barely covered everything I wanted to talk about in the hour and 20 minutes or so we chatted. He's the kind of hiker you could easily spend an evening just soaking in all of the interesting experiences he's had over the years of hiking. So we definitely did not cover everything that I wanted to. There is also quite a lot to unpack in this episode. And a couple of notes. When we talk about the Miccosukee Casino, he refers to Tamiami Trail as Alligator Alley. He's definitely talking about Tamiami Trail. The ECT does not go down Alligator Alley. Um, I would not recommend walking on I-75. Not that Tamiami Trail is any better. And one last thing. We had some connection issues, which resulted in him switching from his computer to his phone. So around seven minutes or so, the volume changes on his end from being nearly equal to mine to sounding a bit quieter. I amplified the volume on this so it comes through better. Um, there were some notes on another episode about this, so I'm trying to be more cognizant of that going forward. And eventually I'll edit the older episodes for y'all so that's a little bit better on that sound. Okay, I think that's it. You'll find links to his trail journal and Instagram account on the show notes for the episode at orangeblaze.thegardenpathpodcast.com and you can find me at orangeblazepodcast on Instagram. I'm also available at orangeblazepodcast at gmail.com if you'd like to suggest a hiker to be on the show or to suggest yourself. All right, on to the episode. All right, so, okay, there it goes. Cool. Oh, yeah, well, I'm glad it worked out. This is awesome. <laughs> I, I, feel like I've, I feel like I've known you for, like, forever, even though we've, like, never met and never really talked other than online. So <laughs> just because I've been, like, stalking you since uh, 
reading your trail journals. That's that's that sounds better. Reading your trail journals and stalking you. Okay. <laughs> well, that's, that's that's fine. I mean, it's out there. I'm sure people. Uh, there have been a lot of people that have actually contacted me and stalked me, so it's fine. <laughs> it's <all> fine. <laughs> um, yeah, like um, so. I don't even know where I'm going to begin. Um, yeah, okay. Sure. Um, yeah, so if you want to maybe introduce yourself, um, here you are, your trail name, and maybe a little bit of a hike, your, your hiking background, because it seems pretty extensive. Sure. Um, my name's LP Kitakaisi. Um, on the trail, I'm known as Lil Buddha. Uh, that's, that's actually what I've been known for the last 10 years. Uh, but before that, I was Little Buddha. <laughs> and, uh, uh, in 2009, when I was on the Pacific Crest Trail, I ran into some hikers, uh, and they renamed me. They upgraded my name. They said that I was, mu- I was much more of a little Buddha as opposed to a little Buddha. <laughs> so that's, that's how that is. Um, so I've been backpacking, gosh, I feel like my entire life. Uh, I'm from the Midwest. I'm from Kansas. And so every summer, my family, we would go to Colorado. And um, so those are the mountains I identify with. Uh, I always say that those are the mountains that raised me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we would go out there uh, on hunting trips. Uh, sometimes we would do family reunions. And so that's really how I started backpacking and being out in the woods. Um, and, you know, and I've been hiking, gosh, almost almost 25, 30 plus years now. Wow. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but I guess traditional through hiking, uh, I, I, you know, I, I didn't do that until uh, the summer after I graduated high school. Uh, my first through hike was on the Pacific, or excuse me, the John Muir Trail, which at the time was part of the Pacific Crest Trail as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you started there. And um, from there, I mean, how many other through hikes did you do before? Like, I started following you when you did your ECT hike, and but you, sure. know, you did the PCT before that. But what, what about the middle parts? Oh, sure. So I've done, um, I've done pretty much almost, well, I'm, I'm a triple crowner. I don't have the certification, though. <laughs> we can get into that if you want to talk about that. I don't have any certifications or accolades of, of anything, I think. Um, it just kind of goes against, you know, why I'm out there. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, uh, so I've done the Wachacha Trail. I've done the Eastern Continental Trail. I've done the Long Trail. Uh, I've done the Fundy Foot uh, Path up in Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done parts of the Trans-Canadian Trail. Uh, obviously, the Pacific Crest Trail, John Muir Trail, uh, Arizona Trail, uh, the Continental Divide Trail, Colorado Trail. <laughs> I have not done the Pacific Northwest Trail, though, uh, waiting yeah. on them to uh, to complete some sections of that before I head out that direction. Right. Yeah, that one looks cool. I read um, uh, Ron's book a few years ago, and yeah. it really sounds like an inspiring and interesting trail. But like you said, it's not quite finished. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think that's just kind of... Uh, you know, I mean, you know, you're you're a through hiker, so you 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 know, and you've hiked the Florida Trail, <laughs> so yeah. you you know that there are uh, there are parts there that are uh, in process as well. And so the Pacific Northwest Trail is something that I've uh, been looking at to do probably in the next few years. You know, um, uh, it's it's definitely something that you know sounds very interesting to me. The one thing that I think I'm also <laughs> So, like, once you come up over the Cascade Mountain Range, I'm familiar with that area. Uh, it's fairly dry in that area. Um, 
And uh, I, I don't like hiking in super extreme hot weather. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I've done quite a bit of desert hiking, but uh, I, I know that area and it's, it's pretty dry. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I, I'd be open to doing it someday. You did the PCT in 2009. What made you decide that you want to do the ECT and started the Florida Trail instead of just like, I don't know, going to the AT? Well, I, I knew about the Eastern Continental uh, Trail. Uh, there's a there's a hiker out there. Um, uh, everyone probably knows um, and his name right now. Nimblewell Nomad. Yeah. <laughs> Nimblewell, if you're listening to this, I, I apologize. He's actually one of my hiking mentors uh, and a very nice, very, very nice person. And he uh, had this book that he had written and and I had, you know, been a casual uh, observer of the trail and how it had been developed. And, you know, and um, he really kind of inspired me. I was corresponding with him one day and I was asking a bunch of questions about how to piece the roadwalk together in Alabama. And uh, he was giving me some advice. Uh, I don't know how, how much people know about the Eastern Continental Trail. And even now, it's been over almost 10 years now. I don't, I'm not sure if, uh, I know two other people who have, attempted it after myself up to Bell Island. I don't know if there's anyone else that has tried it. Um, maybe they have and they just don't journal or share their information, which is fine. I know a lot of hikers that don't do that. Um, and so, uh, you know, I was, I had time off and I was planning on hiking the uh, Appalachian Trail and I was going to piece together the Centurion International International Appalachian Trail. And you know, I was here in Kansas. It was between uh, break and I was, uh, it was Christmas. And I was thinking, you know, I could just go to Florida <laughs> and hike the Florida Trail. And, you know, and I know, I knew about the Key West Everglades Roadwalk and, you know, and I was like, ah, you know, I've got all this time, you know, until I really should start the Appalachian Trail. I could probably hike the Florida Trail and the Pinhoti and Benton Mackay, <laughs> you know, up until the, you know, up until I really needed to start like in March. And so that's really how I started. It, it was just kind of, you know, the goal was to hike the Appalachian Trail and the International Appalachian Trail. And um, I had extra time, so I just decided to do the ECT. Okay. Yeah, so um, I know in your trail journey, you were kind of going back and forth on how you were going to get to Key West. How did you end up, or did you end up deciding flying or hitchhiking? Or oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a funny story. I mean, there's, there's, there's so much that happened that I haven't included in, in the journal. I have like all these notes and it's a very colorful notepad because I, uh, when I'm, when I'm hiking, I, I journal everything, right? And it's not always in my trail journals. I yeah. have it like on little post-its and pieces of paper and the backs of candy wrappers. I'm sure you can <laughs> identify with that. And so anyway, uh, it was Christmas and I had decided that, you know, I'm going to try to get there by hitchhiking. And I got as far as Dallas, Texas. Oh, wow. Um, and yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm from Kansas. So it was a pretty straight, you know, uh, hitch. But I got to Dallas, Texas. I was at my brother's. They lived south of Dallas. And I was trying to hitch out of the town that they lived in. And um, I was just having no luck. And, you know, and I was like, you know, it's it, it's it's. Uh, it's fine. I'll just I'll just get a bus ticket <laughs> and got to Miami. And then from Miami, I actually uh, I, I took a plane actually because it was just the most efficient and it was actually really inexpensive. I think it was only like thirty five bucks uh, to fly from Miami down to Key West. Okay. So that whole plan of trying to have a 
low impact. I, I think I, I, I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know too many people. I uh, one of the our friends on on AT and the FT. Um, uh-huh. He was really versed in hitchhiking, but I don't know. It just seemed like you got to be have some patience for that. Well, you know, it's interesting, and I know that uh, this podcast is about the Florida Trail, and there are, there is quite a ample uh, hitchhiking opportunities on the Florida Trail. But I, I generally have pretty good hitch karma. Uh, I, I usually can get a hitch within you know twenty minutes. Oh wow. Yeah, and it's you know I, I mean I think it there there are lots of things, and I I don't know what uh, rated this uh, podcast is, uh, and I should just pre warn you, Missy, I have a pretty irreverent sense of humor. I don't know if it comes out in my writing. I, I get in a lot of trouble. Uh, a lot of people have contacted me and said, you know, you shouldn't joke about that. Uh, so I'll just you know preface this. Okay, <laughs> yeah, but I do have I do generally have good hitch karma, and I think it's my stature and. Uh, probably my ethnicity also helps as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, you made it to, so you made it to Key West and you started uh-huh. the southernmost point. Um, yeah. I mean, what are your, your first in, impressions of like hiking down US one and, and the keys in general are, are kind of, especially Key West has, yeah. it's uh, an interesting vibe. I'll say. Well, you know, it's, I visited uh, Key West before, so I, I knew that there were feral chickens. Uh, that was kind of very interesting to me. Um, <laughs> just how many there were because last time the last time I had previously visited uh uh Key West was I think like it must have been like in 1997 and back then I did not remember that many chickens uh there were a lot of tourists too which I expected uh but my general impressions of Key West are you know I mean it's a tourist town it, it is what it is yeah uh, you know and there are certainly beautiful sections uh, I pretty much started that uh, I got in pretty late, uh, about five o'clock, and I hiked uh, across the Key uh, Key West, which I think was only like eight miles or something like that. I can't remember, but I got to Stockton Key, and I ended up stealth camping um, on <laughs> the uh, Department of <laughs> uh, Something's property. <laughs> so that was kind of interesting. <laughs> Oh, good thing nobody came out with uh, with any uh, firearms. <laughs> well, I'm sure I must have had to have set off some kind of sensor. I mean, I, I maybe not though, because maybe I wasn't exactly on their property. I was on this side of the fence, you know. But right. I was literally sleeping right behind a bush next to the highway, I, and it's just it is what it is, you know. Right. <laughs> well, let's talk about that. I mean, the keys are pretty jam packed, and you know, where there's not development, it's like mangroves and yep. there's not exactly a ton of upland areas so sure. where were you camping along that way yeah so actually i only camped one night out on the keys um and uh mother goose who is also another mentor of mine um she is uh, the first uh, female to uh, yo-yo the at mm-hmm. uh, her sister lives on one of the keys i can't remember the name of the key right now but that was where i stayed the second night and then I was in pretty good shape. I was in pretty good through hiking shape when I was there. So I was able to do about 30 miles. And um, I stayed in a hotel, <laughs> a couple <laughs> hotels. I stayed at uh, this resort as well. They let me camp on their beach for free. Nice. And so, um, you know, and I, I could see how that could be a challenge. I think if if you're starting the ECT and you you aren't in uh, through shape, I could I could definitely see how that could be a challenge. But the first night... I was camped right on the side of the road, right behind a bush. But I've done that so many times in my my life. I'm, I'm pretty accustomed to it. 
Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So what about all the interesting, any other interesting characters you met along the way? I know you met, you ran into Billy Goat, which, you know, oh yeah, right. <laughs> has big trail fame and you just posted about him today too. Oh, yeah, um, maybe right. talk about that experience. Well, uh, it's interesting because, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that post I, I did on Instagram, I forgot about that. Uh, I forget about things like that pretty quickly. <laughs> but um, he, it's interesting because he, I, I've hiked, um, pr- most of my through miles are out west and up in the Sierra Nevada. And uh, I've done the PCT three times and I've done the John Muir Trail eight. Um, and it's interesting because I've always been an admirer of Billy Goat. I've always heard about him. I read about him in magazines and I never met him though. I never met him in all those miles, you know, um, and, and I still haven't met Billy Goat out in the wilderness of uh, <laughs> California, uh, but I was hiking and it was in Leighton Key. And it's so funny. This is this story. And hopefully he won't be offended by this. Uh, but I was, you know, it was about five, six o'clock and this was in the winter. So it was already starting to get dark. And I, I knew I was going to be staying in a hotel. So I was just casually just walking. And I see this guy approaching me, you know, uh, headed towards Key West. I'm headed towards the mainland. And, you know, there are, uh, if you travel down in that area in Florida in general, there's just, a, there's a huge um, a homeless population, mm-hmm. population. And I just assumed when Billy Goat was walking up to me that he was just another random homeless person. And so I was getting ready to give him like a dollar. <laughs> and we <laughs> laughed about this because he was like, he, he saw me reaching into my pocket and he, reached his hand out and he's like, Hey, little Buddha, how are you? <laughs> and so, so I, I, you know, and I, cause Billy goat kind of has a very, you know, I mean, he's just, he, he looks like he's well-traveled and, uh, and I have a very distinct look as well. And I guess he must've been reading my journal or, uh, we, we have a lot of mutual friends. And so, uh, uh he, you know, he, he knew who I was and we just kind of laughed about it. And, uh, the funny thing, that picture I took, uh, I, I guess you saw there's in the background, there's a swimsuit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had offered to purchase that swimsuit for Billy Goat <laughs> as a memento of us meeting on Leighton Key. I thought that would be just such a, a great gift for him. <laughs> he, he declined, though. <laughs> That's so funny. It's actually probably pretty appropriate for, for the keys, <laughs> like the humor and the bathing suit. Oh, are you kidding me? The keys are awesome. All the signage. Yeah. It's hilarious. I mean, I was like, I have so many pictures. Um, and that reminds me, I do need to update my trail journals. I never went back and put pictures up. I should. I mean, there's a lot that's incomplete about my journal and I actually like it that way. But, yeah. uh, but uh, uh, there, are, there are all the signage and Cuban coffee. That's what <laughs> I remember about the key. signage and the Cuban coffee and all the actually nice locals were very nice. I mean, you're walking across the highway and, you know, maybe now it's more common. Um, but back then, even 10 years ago, people were like, what the heck are you doing out here, boy? And, uh, <laughs> you know, I would I would start to uh, get to know the locals because I would see them in the morning when they're going to work. Yeah. And then I see them at night when they're coming back. And so they would stop and give me food and drinks. It, it was awesome. I, I, I loved hiking. because I could probably do it again. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, well, you like the hiking the keys. It sounded like the next roadwalk section was kind of like a nightmare for you. So, um, and, and I've had experience driving that section and it's kind of a nightmare too. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I guess before we get to that, you also stopped at the Everglades hostel. How was, how was that? 
Well, the hostel's awesome. I mean, it's just like a, a, it's a, you know, it's a maybe mid-level hostel. They have every, all the services that you need, you know, laundry and the rooms are fairly cheap and inexpensive. Uh, at that time, the Australian Open was going on. So mm. I uh, stayed a couple of nights instead of just my one plan. <laughs> like, I'm a big tennis fan. And so, uh, you know, I mean, I just remember it being very uh, restful and peaceful. I got my own room instead of staying in the cottage, just because I wanted a little bit more privacy. But the yeah. hostel is great. And, you know, and there are services all around. Um, I mean, it's Florida. <laughs> yeah. There was a strip mall, I think, like literally right across the street, uh, or a rather large mall. And uh, I remember going to the food court there eating quite a bit. Uh, but the Florida hostel is great. I, I recommend it. Um, and then that stretch from the hostel to, I can't remember the name of the casino. It's right at the... Uh, it's the Mikasuki Casino. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. There you go. So I did that whole stretch of one walk. And then from there, I did the uh, on Chrome Boulevard Alligator Alley. Alley. I hiked from the... Uh, from the, <laughs> from the uh, uh, how do you say it again? Uh, the Mikasuki Casino. Yeah. Okay. Yes, back is, you know, all the way to the <laughs> Oasis Center. Uh, just because, you know, I wanted to get those roadwalks out of the way. I knew they were like 40 plus miles. Uh, I think it was like 35 and then 42 miles. Um, and, you know, and by then, you know, I'd just gotten off of the PCT and I was able to put in those miles. Okay. Um, and you started at Oasis instead of down on Loop Road. Was it just because that Loop Road was going to be more roadwalking or... What was what your reasoning for that? No, it was closed that year. So uh, 2010 oh, okay. was an especially, not That's only right. cold, but a very wet year. Um, and I, as we get further into the conversation, I can talk a lot more about just how flooded everything was. But that whole area was flooded. And so the Florida Trail Association had recommended starting at the Oasis Center. And uh, so I have actually never walked that section. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it is. I assume it's beautiful, just like the swamp. So. Oh, yeah. It's it's probably, I don't know. I mean, there's a couple spots in Big Cypress that you walk that are pretty remote. But I think it's, that section is probably one of the most remote spots um, of what was the Florida Trail. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Is it, yeah, I, I've read that it's no longer part of the trail. Is that correct? Right. No, they oh, actually okay. dedicated the, at the at the uh, Oasis Visitor Center an actual like plaque and sign for that to be the the start. Um, I think that section, that eight mile section south of there, kind of lapsed in to some. They weren't maintaining it as much, but I believe they're going out there to still maintain it as you know you can hike it, but it's not necessarily the start of the trail. So yeah. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and you, that totally reminded me because I completely forgot about that being a wet year and loop road was um, because of the way the water management districts were letting water through the Everglades um, from North to South uh -huh. loop road was actually eroding pretty bad in some areas because since I, since I worked out there, I got to drive down it sometimes and there was, it was like local traffic only. And there's a few locals who do live down that road and yeah. they're, they're interesting people. So, yeah. Oh, okay. You know, I mean, there's a lot of interesting people in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great day. Love it. Um, but that, the Alligator Alley, I mean, that, that was a tough roadwalk. Uh, in addition to many, many roadwalks that I did on the ECT, that, that probably was one of the more, um, just because I think in Florida, people don't know about through hikers. Um, and so they just automatically assume that you, you know, you're homeless. And so people would stop by and honk a couple of times uh, in this road walk. Uh, these guys drove by and gave me oranges. 
That <laughs> was kind of interesting. Later on, actually, people were throwing oranges at me. A couple <laughs> yeah, times. I remember I that. that. Was funny, also. Um, and then this really sweet lady actually was driving by, and she, and it's I should have took her money. <laughs> now that I think about it, I get offered money all the time when I'm on through hikes. It's just random. I, I don't know why. It's you know people like I guess they just want to help you. Yeah. Um, and and generally, if I'm with another hiker, I always you know pass it off. I'm 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 okay usually. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> But she pulled over and she said, asked if she could pray with me. And I said, sure. Yeah, of course. And then she said, do you need $20? And I was like, ah, no, not really. But thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, so when you get to Oasis and I mean, what did you know of Big Cypress? And uh, I mean, yeah, what did you know about Big Cypress before you went went into the trail? Did you know how wet it could be or were you just kind of? taking it as whatever came all right so um i'm gonna have to be honest missy i i knew just enough to get myself in trouble (laughs) so i i visited i visited uh, that area before as a tourist and had done a kayak trip and you know and you know i I was familiar with the topography so um, i'm also a big national geographic geek and i've seen like every episode and i know about all the invasive species of the Florida Everglades. And, you know, I, I kind of like to follow that stuff. So I did know, and I expected to obviously be in water. Uh, now, again, my backpacking experience is, is up in the Colorado mountains, out in the Sierra Nevada. I am a flatlander turned mountain goat, basically. <laughs> right. So this was completely foreign to me. And I remember <laughs> thinking, now, when I think about it, I, I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to be able to just like hop over these sections of the swamp, just like on the PCT. I'll just be able to rock hop or I'll, I'll be able to go across a log. I'm not going to get wet. You know, my group of hiking friends in the past that I've hiked with, we actually have a game. We try to get across rivers without getting wet. And, you know, and sometimes, you know, you can do it. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes you just walk through. Well, that was not possible. Yeah. <laughs> The Florida Trail, when they say it's a swamp, it, it literally is. And, you know, and I, I, it was all in jest in my writing, but I would always kind of describe, describe the, uh, the uh, swampy sections of the Florida Trail as really a river surrounded by a swamp, because that's essentially <laughs> what it is. Yeah. You're hiking through a river, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I had all, all these Obviously, you know, people that get into uh, thinking about hiking the Florida Trail, they're scared of alligators. I mean, that's the first thing that that everyone thinks of. And I certainly had that fear as well. But again, just my background and, you know, my National Geographic geek status, I I just knew that alligators are opportunistic uh, predators. So generally, they won't be aggressive in the sense that if you're if they know that you're not an easy kill, they're going to leave you alone. Right. And, you know, and anyone that's listening to this, I just encourage you to to really believe that. I know that every year someone, you know, jumps into a pond uh, with a bunch of alligators and, you know, something happens. Well, yeah. it's not <laughs> like that on the floor. No. I mean, you're, you're out in the middle of the swamp and I did see alligators and I was in the water with them, some as well but every single time they took off (laughs) you know they want nothing to do with us now the snakes the snakes i was also very scared of but i i only went came across one anaconda and he took off too um 
you know, and, and, and what I always say, I, I, you know, my talks and whenever anyone asks me for my opinion, the thing that you have to really be scared of on the Florida trail, it's not the alligators. It's not the bears. It's not the Panthers. Uh, it's definitely not the snakes. It's like the small things like mosquitoes, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, or you're going to get, you know, some kind of virus or, or something like that. Any big animal that is really going to get you are the pigs. Now, I am terrified <laughs> of pigs, and uh, I'm happy to tell that story now, or we can talk about it when we get up to the Kissimmee River and, and the length of the podcast, but I was actually charged by a mother boar, um, and that, that, scared, that scared the crap out of me. Yeah. So it's the pigs. You need to be scared of the pigs. see I think it's so funny because um usually I mean I'm not usually scared of the pigs I mean yeah if I saw one charging me they'll probably change my tune but um in all of my encounters with all you know Florida's Uh pretty well known to have all of the wild pigs sure um most of the time I mean it's like the alligators they're running away from you um but yeah you get between but but when you get between them it's like the mama bear and the mama the babies the mama pig and the babies that's when uh you're gonna have problems so well, I hope it's okay. I'll just go ahead and tell the story quick. Yeah. Uh, there's a red barn near the Kissimmee River, I remember. And right after that, there's a pretty, the, the forest gets pretty dense. And it's those palm, I, I don't know what they're called, but they're they're like palm. And they're yeah. really thick. And they grow low to the ground. And I, I was just hiking. And, and I know I shouldn't do this. And I don't encourage it. But I was hiking with my headphones on. <laughs> and I do, you know, listening to music. And um, I heard the the baby pigs squeal and there were like maybe 10 of them. They all ran in different directions. And on this particular section of the trail, it was pretty dense. And so they all scattered and I saw the mother running towards me. And so I I did a hard right. There was a big cypress uh, or oak tree. And I just Mm -hmm. climbed up the oak tree and she came right up to the base of the tree. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I, that's, that's the, besides rattlesnakes on the Pacific Crest Trail, that's the only animal that's, uh, moose. Okay. So there have been moose <laughs> incidents, but those are the only animals that have ever really challenged me. And so after that, every time I came across or heard them, cause you hear them first, yeah. you, know, you see them, you hear them and, and you're right. They, they take off. I mean, I'm not trying to scare anyone. I mean, this was just my experience. It's probably my own fault because I, uh, <laughs> had my headphones in and I was hiking faster than I probably should have. And so I just spooked them but yeah. she came at me and she came at me hard. <laughs> yeah, no, I would totally be the same way. I mean, once you have an experience like that, it's hard not to be jumpy every time you see that same animal later. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. But no, the pigs are fine. Pigs yeah. Are fine. <laughs> um, yeah. So big Cypress, it took uh, it left an impression, I would say. Right. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, um, I lovingly described it as hiking a river surrounded by a swamp. Um, You know, I have some pretty funny videos um, on my Facebook page. I think I shared them with you. And there there are I can't maybe four times I remember stepping into the trail and stepping out and my shoe was in the mud. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or as I like to refer to it, uh, primordial slug. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, and, you know, and that happened quite a bit. And, you know, I'm not a tall person. So, uh, you know, I generally back then I was able to hike about four miles an hour. And in the swamp, it went down to one and a half, maybe two. Yeah. And, um, there were nights where I was hiking right into the pre-dawn hours. And I generally like to stop a few hours before. I like to do the work in the morning, right? Yeah. Uh, I get up really early and I, I like to get the you know, most of my miles in before 12 o'clock. Um, 
I've, I've always maintained that schedule. And I realized the first night to seven mile camp or something like that. It's, I think that's what it was called. Yeah. It took me all day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was, uh, it was not good. And so I was like, oh man, it's like, I'm still like a mile away and it's like almost six o'clock. I need to pick it up. But eventually I got, I got, I think the swamp uh, walking to, to a, I, I had a method. I mean, I, I, I just decided to just put my head down and just start hiking. You know I mean? That's all you can yeah. do. Right. Right. So when you finally get out of the swamp, you're hiking, you went through the Seminole reservation, you're hiking on yeah. the levees. And um, I mean, what the, one of the notable things I saw that you, you ran into a little, a dog that you oh, yeah. carried or took along with you along the way. What was that about? Well, yeah. So that was right after the, um, uh, what is, there's a part there. Um, and I stopped and I had alligator. <laughs> that. Now, now when I think about it, that's right. Just to, just to, um, just to celebrate getting out of the swamp, I, I uh, eat them. I eat alligator. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I know that's building up a lot of cosmic, like, you know, I don't know, just bad, bad vibes. But it, uh, the day after I was hiking, there are a series of roadwalks and then you get up onto the canal. And I remember this actually, because I was hiking and I saw her first. I thought she was actually a, um, uh, a coyote. There are quite a few coyotes in that area. Mm-hmm. I, I hear them. And, um, you know, and she was near the sugarcane field and she was really timid and going in and out. And so uh, the reason why I was talking about Billy Swamp Safari, that's what it yeah, is. Yeah. You've never been there. I'm sure all the Florida trail hikers stopped there. They're very nice people. But I had packed out some alligator with me. <laughs> they were like, yeah, it'll last for like a day or two. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. I'll put it next to my cheese, you know. Um, and, uh, she would not come out. And so I was like, oh, you know, I've still got some of this alligator meat. Maybe I'll just put it, you know, uh, next to, uh, the sugar cane fields and she'll come out and eat it. And so I was able to get her to, you know, trust me and come to me, but she was in no shape to hike. Um, she walked like a couple of feet with me and then I could tell, uh, she was malnourished. She was, you know, I probably had a bunch of fleas, but you know, I just could not leave her there. And so what I ended up doing was and I was still quite away from the town. Um, I can't remember the name of the town right now. I was over forty miles. I remember that. Um, and so what I did is I just put her in my backpack. <laughs> yeah, I just wow. carried, yeah. And instead of doing the rest of the levee, I just actually did the roadwalk. I did the most direct route into the town. And so I got there about ten o'clock at night. Got a hotel. Um, the uh, township there didn't have. Uh, a dog pound or a rescue center. And so the uh, local, uh, uh, the, the, the management at the hotel said that I should probably just call the law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. And they came to get her the next day. So I hope, hopefully she went on to bigger and better things, but you know, I just cannot yeah. leave her out there. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I love animals. And so, <laughs> yeah, you know? no, I, that's crazy. I mean, it's pretty common to see, I mean, on the Florida trail, I'm sure on, other trails you run into uh to dogs and things like uh-huh. that but um but yeah one that's so in bad shape i think it would pretty be hard to leave it yeah and she was a cute um uh, like german shepherd mix the sweetest dog i mean at first she was really scared of me but then um you know i think it's the alligator meat and you know and i i was feeding her tuna as well um and so yeah man it was just another experience. Just another dog. I've picked up a lot of dogs out there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So the next thing I want to talk about is 
Um, you mentioned being harassed in the town of Moorhaven. 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 Yeah. <laughs> is this something you've had issues with on other trails before, or was this kind of the first time you've had law enforcement bugging you about first time what you're doing? Okay, first time, and uh, that's actually the only time. Um, so, you know, and I, I think again, it's Florida, um, and which is such a shame because Florida is a beautiful state, and what I saw. Uh, hiking the Florida Trail. I mean, it's gorgeous. You know, it's kind of surprising um, to have a trail like that with such a populated area. But, uh, you know, I was in Moorhaven. I was at Burger King, you know, just kind of, you know, enjoying a dinner. You know, I was going to uh, uh, stealth camp up on the trail. The trail skirts the, it actually goes right into town and then you go back up onto like a levee. Mm -hmm. And um, I was going to just, you know, camp on the levee. Uh, but I was having dinner and it was getting late and dark and, um, you know, and I noticed uh, a cop car pulled up and, you know, two officers come in um, and I, I'm from a family of law enforcement. So I kind of know how to, you know, um, I guess, manage <laughs> right. interact with law enforcement. And so, you know, and they just walked over to me and said, hey, you know, um, we're going to let you finish your meal. But after that, we're going to drive you out of town and pass, you know, uh, the county. <laughs> wow. You know? And I was just like, oh, okay, well, and they were like, uh, you know, do you have ID? And so I showed them ID. And at this time, I wasn't really saying anything. And they were like, well, what are you doing? And I said, I'm hiking the Florida Trail. And they were like, what's that? <laughs> you know? And I was like, you're on it right now. Right. <laughs> you know, the Florida Trail, it starts, you know, at the Oasis Center um, in Big Cypress. And it goes up to Blackwater, uh, Florida. And, uh, 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 and, and they kind of were just like, I don't think they believed me, <laughs> you yeah. know, and, and I had all my maps too. And I could have showed them that and stuff, but I was just like, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cause a scene. Uh, you know, I just showed them my ID. I'm sure they ran it to see if I had any outstanding warrants, you know, mm -hmm. which I, and, um, you know, and after that, they were just like, you know, um, if, if you don't bother anyone and you just leave the next day, just continue on with your travel. And that's what they said to me. And I was just like, you know, I get it. You know, they probably have to deal with a lot of itinerant people. You know, there, there's just a lot of homeless people down in Florida. And that's just a fact. Yeah. And, you know, and um, while I don't necessarily have that look, <laughs> I'm generally <laughs> pretty clean shaven, um, you know, and I a lot of people describe my look as you're going out to play tennis, not going out on a hike. Because <laughs> I go, wear athletic clothes. And I mean, I look like I'm going to play tennis and I have a backpack on. Right. Uh, so, so, you know, I, I was a little bummed, but I, I'm not a, I'm not a, I, I don't get down very easily. I'm a pretty optimistic person. And so I just, you know, packed up my stuff and, you know, and had my drink, refilled my drink and left the Burger King. And right, not even like half a block after that is the Moorhaven, uh, uh, um, what is it? The Moorhaven campground or not yeah. like, um, they have like, uh, I can't remember the name of it. It's like the Moorhaven Park. That's it. That's yeah. <laughs> Moorhaven Park. And, you know, and uh, the uh, the groundsman knew exactly what a through hiker was. I mean, I guess other Florida trail hikers had stayed there. You know, I wasn't planning on staying, but he was really nice. And, you know, and I told him kind of what happened. And he was like, oh, you know, come get a hot shower and you can just camp here for free. <laughs> you know? Well, that's nice. Yeah. And, you know, and that's the famous. See, you're a, you're a through hiker. You know this. And I'm sure a lot of people listening to this will also understand uh, you know, the, uh, when you're out there, you come in contact with people 
and they're good, they're bad. You know, it's, 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 yeah. it's, but the great thing is the majority of people, I would say the bad people, it's less than not even a percent. It's like 0.000, you know, yeah. one, you know, and, and the majority of people are nice, kind and giving and, and they want to learn. Right. And, you know, and so that's kind of the way I look at, you know, my interactions with most people, you know, everyone actually I come in contact with. And um, I think his name was Jim. For some reason, I that that's ringing in my head, but he was just the nicest guy. And he was like, you know, that's a, they gave you a bum deal. Why don't you just, you know, take a shower, you know, come sit by my fire. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. Well, it's a better way to end the evening than, you know, hiking off by yourself and kind of like thinking about like, well, that was a crappy interaction, but at least you, you got something you know, they made up for it in return. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I thought that they were going to follow me, to be honest with you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I mean. Thought they were going to follow me and, like, arrest me for camping, you know. Or right. <laughs> They're going like, to some, find some reason. Yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. But it's, it's fine. Moorhaven is a great city. <laughs> <laughs> I think, actually, I think that Burger King might be closed now. I feel like there's been some some downsizing to that town. <laughs> okay so, yeah i feel like I, I i don't take me for it but i feel like i read something anyway so uh, out of more haven <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so you keep walking along the levee uh yep. from on lake okeechobee and then you you seem like you met a lot of people around lake okeechobee like there was somebody bicycling <laughs> south and then you met some other people who like wanted to they, I think they passed you a couple times driving and they wanted to like take you to the next campsite. Oh, um, right, right, yeah. Right. Yeah. So you had some interactions there. Maybe you can tell a little bit about, cause that sounds like fun stories. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, well, first of all, the, the hike, the side that I did, um, I went on the Western route of Lake o- Okeechobee. Uh, I love that word. Um, I said it all the time down there. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, it, it was, it's interesting cause you're up on the kind of a levee and on one, on the Eastern side, you have the the lake and then on the, west side there's you know there's a i guess it's a it's a river or um uh but but it's completely exposed it was really windy um there were people i think doing like some kind of uh race around the lake so i would see people on their bikes and then i'd see runners up there really nice and every time you know people would stop and ask what i was doing and um it wasn't actually at the lake it was after the lake there's a series of again roadwalks yeah yeah um, <laughs> Uh, quite a bit of roadblocks and I was hiking um I can't remember the the name of the road CR3 something but uh there was a, a a cyclist approaching me and um he you know I stopped cuz you know he uh wanted to talk and so uh uh he was a young guy that was riding his bike from Louisiana to Miami to marry his girlfriend and oh my I don't goodness. remember her name but all I remember is that she was German. <laughs> and, and so I, I spell named him Log, lover of Germans. I mean, that's just. That's I, funny. Because he was like telling me and espousing all the beauties of German culture, which I thought was kind of interesting. He was a really interesting kid. Uh, but anyway, we ended up camping together um, uh, just on the side of the road. I was like, oh, you know, I think there's a, I'm looking at the map and it looks like there's a, a little like. Uh, you know, there's a little wooded area. That's where I was going to camp for the night, but it was on someone's property. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we camped together. Uh, Jerry is his name, and he and I are still friends, you know, on Facebook. Nice guy. Um, and then the next day, you're right. I remember this now. Um, 
Oh gosh, I should, I should, I should have written down everyone's name. This is going to be hard. It's been almost 10 years. <laughs> I was like, I had the same problem. I've like, I, I was like, I'm going to remember these people. And like, now I'm like, oh my gosh, I really don't remember these people. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and the sad thing is I'm still in contact with them. They don't have Facebook, but you know, I write letters. Um, so I, I generally keep in contact with everyone I meet on trail. It's just kind of my nature. You know, I, you know, whether it's through letters or on Facebook or, you know, I have people's old phone numbers because I do right. a lot of traveling. And um, whenever people travel through the part of the country I live in, I always offer for my home for them to stay in. Uh, I just want to pay it forward and pay it back. And um, so uh, I was hiking and uh, this couple, uh, older couple, they pull over and asked me if I was okay. You know, I mean, again, I, this is just no, another incident of many <laughs> since then, <laughs> after, quite a bit after as well. Um, and, you know, and the gentleman, uh, uh, first of all, I knew he was Canadian. <laughs> I have a lot of Canadian <laughs> friends and I, I picked up on the accent immediately. Uh, but I didn't say anything. And, you know, and I, I just said, oh, yeah, hey, I'm doing great. You know, how are you tonight, sir? And he's like, we're just making sure you're OK. You know, are you OK? <laughs> and I was like, I'm great. I'm doing great. How are you? And I was talking just like that because that's just kind of how when I'm out there and, you know, it's this constant stream of endorphins and you're hiking and backpacking, you just feel all this energy. And so I, I, I guess I could tell he was a little taken aback, you know, but very nice, very polite you know, very curt, but very polite. And then they drove off, you know, and then about 45 minutes later, the same car, same couple, they're pulling, you know, coming towards me now and they stop. And I'm thinking, okay, this is probably going to go either (laughs) two ways. (laughs) Yep. I'm going to have to, you know, hit him with my hiking stick because that little pocket knife's not going to do anything. You know, you know, I'm going to have to defend myself or, you know, this is going to be the best thing that ever happened. It can be either or. (laughs) So I walk up and he's sitting on, on the hood of his car. And um, he, he was like, you know, I, we, we we're grateful that you're doing okay, but we just had to stop and talk to you because you're just so happy. Like, you know, it's just kind of remarkable. You're exuding happiness and we want to know why. And, and I just explained to them, you know, I'm, you know, doing the Eastern Continental Trail. I'm hiking up to Canada. And he was like, oh, we're from Quebec. And I was like, I'm coming to your province. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, and he is like, wow, we have never heard of anything like that. And so uh, I ended up, uh, they, you know, in that course of conversation, they just were like, well, where are you staying tonight? And I explained to them, there's a campsite by a river. And it's like, you know, I think five miles away. And they were like, well, um, we're happy to drive you to the river. We don't think there's water there. Um, and, you know, and I explained to them that I use a little, you know, filter. <laughs> so I, yeah. I wasn't talking about like a water coming out of like the city water. Right. They, they, you know, they were French Canadian. And so you know, there was a little bit of a language barrier there, too. And so they invited me to go back to their uh, winter home. They, you know, live up in Quebec, but come down to Florida to winter. A lot of people do that. Yeah. And it was just a great night. You know, I mean, they made me pasta, you know, washed my laundry. She would not let me do. And I, I should remember their names. It's horrible. Uh, I haven't talked to them in quite a long time, but they were just the nicest people. And, um, you know, it kind of just goes back to our earlier conversation. You just, for me, the, the um, interactions I've had out on trail are overwhelmingly positive. You know, there's, it's just very small percentage that uh, I personally have had that were negative. And this was right. definitely by far one of the, one of the most positive things. 
Right, right. No, that's awesome because I feel like you've had some great interactions on the Florida Trail and it's something that we experienced too. And you you almost don't think that that thing is going to happen because it's such a not a well-traveled trail, at least especially when we hiked it. Yeah. Um, compared to, to now, now there's even like a better network of trail angels, angels really? and people out doing support. Yeah, there awesome. is. It's it's a lot different. Um, I'm like, I wish we had that when we were back then. But yeah, coming across these people are what are what makes hikes what they are. <laughs> they right. make them better and memorable. So yeah, you know, Missy, my 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 view on this has always been that, um, you know, I, I feel that there's a lot of people that get into through hiking, backpacking, whatever, getting onto the woods that they want to get away from people. And the irony of through hiking is it actually brings you back to people Mm -hmm. because, you know, you are out there, you're hitchhiking, trying to get to that town to resupply, you know, that takes a leap of faith by someone to pick you up. You're in those towns, the churches that open up their facilities to home, uh, uh, to house hikers and to feed them, you know, and for me, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I think anyone that meets me, uh, automatically assumes that I'm an extrovert, but I'm actually an ambivert. And, um, I don't know if you know what that means. But mm-hmm, it, yeah. Okay. Very well. And, and, you know, I, you know, in my job, you know, in my interactions, I, it's a performance almost because I generally want, want to stay away from people. But I, I'm comfortable in both environments. And I think for a lot of these young guys that get out there and gals, you know, they want to get away from people. They want to commune with nature and that's admirable. And that's certainly part of the reason why I'm out there, but I'm telling you right now, you get out there, you're going to fall in love with people again. And it just completely restores your faith in humanity because the generosity that I've received and I've seen bestowed on my fellow hikers, it's a beautiful thing. Yes. Yes. So I guess maybe we can move along, along the trail. You, okay. you talked about your, your being chased by the boar in the Kissimmee <laughs> river area, yeah. but in your journal, I didn't really see any outstanding incidents in the central Florida area, but maybe you remember something, you know, maybe along the three lakes wildlife management area or yeah. through Orlando, anything that, that stands out that was interesting to you during that, during that part of the hike. Well, I certainly thought the Kissimmee river was beautiful. I mean, that just like, there are three really, I mean, if we're just going to say strength central, I mean, that really stood out to me. I remember thinking it was so beautiful. Um, and F- forever Florida was also very beautiful to me. Mm-hmm. You know, even though it wasn't because it was very dry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was very dry. And uh, that little lodge there, really nice people. Um, you know, uh, they actually let me camp at their this. It's like this. Uh, I don't even know what it is. It's not a cabin, but they were like, oh, yeah, if you get there, you can just sleep there for the night. It's not a problem. And uh, they're really nice to do that. Um, and then I remember a lot of oh, gosh, I remember I remember this is. This is when I had skipped, I think, 40 miles. There was a 40-mile road walk. And, yeah. Um, and so uh, I don't know if you know Swede Hansen. He's no longer with us, but he uh, was really active with the Florida Trail. He was a trail angel of the trail. The name is familiar. Okay. Well, he actually, um, he's a, yeah, he he's another, just another awesome guy that, you know, um, I had reached out to him. He was on a list, a Florida Trail, tra- trail angel list, and I called him and, I was like, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, Swede. And we had corresponded before, and he was following my trail journals. I was like, I don't know about this next point. <laughs> <laughs> Roadblock. I mean, I've done all of them up until here. And I, well, I missed, I guess, like 
five miles, but you know, I just, I just, I don't know about this. And so he actually came and picked me up after the forever Florida section. And, you know, I hiked the five miles to the intersection at the beginning. So you had to hike five miles to get to the 40 mile road walk. <laughs> so yeah, wow. Five mile road walk. And then he picked me up at that intersection and I actually went back uh, to his home. Uh, he lived on the East coast of Florida and I stayed there for two nights. And so that was great too. Uh, really nice guy. When I came back to do, to finish the Florida trail, I actually met up with him because I, you know, I, you know, I made a promise. I, I said, you know, I know, I know you love to backpack. I know your condition. He's, he's a lot older, you know, that you can't, why not carry all your weight? <laughs> you yeah. Know, all of our stuff and you just follow me and let's go do the Kissimmee river or the Suwanee. And that's what we did. But uh, yeah, he's, he was awesome. That section. So, so that section, that 40 miles section, uh, Oh, and then when I actually came back, <laughs> it was really funny. He was like, uh, and I know this is a little out of order, but since I'm talking about Sweet, he's like, you know, you really should do that 40-mile road walk. <laughs> and, so, and, you know, and I was like, I will do it. I will do it only if you slack pack me. And now I know a lot of people don't like slack packing. I'm kind of one of those guys that, you know, I, I'm okay with it. You know, I, I, I haven't done it quite often, but... Uh, I, I did I did slack pack that 40 mile road walk in addition to a couple of other sections further up on the ECT. And hey, hey, whatever. <laughs> I can say I did it. I can say I did it. You know, he was that, awesome, you know, and he met me halfway and had like, you know, drinks and stuff. And so it was really nice. That's awesome. Yeah, actually, that that section, that was our very first slack pack ever and our only slack pack. So. Oh, OK. So I totally understand because we were like why do we have to walk this road? Oh my God. And luckily we had a, a different trail angel at that time, uh, Shamrock Steve. And he was like, I'll slack pack you. And we're like, sure. Sign me up. <laughs> I'm telling you, Misty, that's the way to do it. I mean, you know, gosh, bless them. And I know, I don't know what the current condition of the, uh, that section of the Florida trail is, but I remember just even during that slack pack, how there's no shoulder. Yeah. And, you no, know, I mean, there's a very little shoulder in the it's kind of busy. It's not a super busy road, but you know, I mean, just 40 miles is, you know, it's a long haul. And, you know, when I came back to do it, I was in really, really great shape. I, you know, I actually did a bigger road walk <laughs> up in Alabama now, 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 yeah. About yeah. It. But, uh, <laughs> but so 40 miles is really nothing, but, um, you know, it's, it's just part of, you know, public private land. I mean, it's just, that's what it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think they are, in the works of trying to reroute that through some other public land further to the West. Um, but I think it's still, I mean, it's going to be a multi-year effort to even get that coordinated to get around. So um, right. yeah, it's still a roadwalk. That's where everybody's going right now still. So, Hey, it's, it's part of the experience. As right. I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get into better, better territory. Ocala national forest. Yes. <laughs> That's a good section of trail. Um, did you happen to do the uh, juniper paddle run while you were there or not? What is that doesn't sound familiar to me, but I probably did. I mean, there I know that, you know, in that section, there are a lot of different side trails uh, in blue. But you can you know, you can take several side trails and that might have been one of it. I just remember they'll how it burnt. It was it was all burnt when I was hiking <laughs> through it. Yeah. And I, I just remember it was apparently a very flammable uh, forest, but it was still beautiful. You know what I mean? It, it was on back roads and, you know, dirt roads and it was fine. Um, I, I don't remember that section. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, no, um, we may not have it. Juniper, um, there's, when you get to 
in Ocala, there's uh-huh. the Juniper Springs and you can stop at the, you can camp oh, there. A yeah. There's a campground. You can get I food and then you can paddle. You could take the paddling run. It's like eight or nine miles. And some people have been, some hikers have been start stopping and doing the paddling run. I didn't know if you happened to do it because it was a, it's a gorgeous little side day thing to do if you're going through that area. So no, I didn't. I, now, now you just jogged my memory. I actually stayed at the Juniper campground and uh, I remember actually the sign because the sign said that the attendant leaves at five o'clock and won't be back until like eight o'clock the next morning. <laughs> and I was thinking, well, how am I going to pay these people? Because I it's seven now. And I, I leave at like 4.35 in the morning. Right. So anyway, yeah, I stayed at Juniper, Juniper Campground. And then I thought it was a road walk out of there. But maybe maybe this wasn't available to me when I was there uh, in 2010. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It might have been, but I didn't do it. Yeah, no, it shouldn't be a road walk. But that area you went through, probably it was the burned area because they burn. Okay. They burn that area to keep it open. Um, it's a, It's kind of a dry prairie yeah, hilly, Sandy's area, and I actually I remember thinking they overburned it when, <laughs> when we went through it. Like the year yeah. later, I was like, "This seems overburned." But yeah, and they do it as it's just you know part of their natural way to maintain the habitat. Yeah, and and what I what I remember of Ocala in that area is just I remember it looked like it was just everything had been burnt, you know. <laughs> right. And so you know that's that's kind of what I remember, and I remember that section. It's the highest point on the Florida Trail as well. <laughs> I think um, the, is that right? Um, actually, I think technically the highest point I think someone said is in Eglin Air Force Base or oh, somewhere. Okay. Actually, I think it's actually up in the Panhandle, and okay. it's, it's my my memory is like going here. But Ocala is one of the higher areas, though. There's a lot. It's probably what you're thinking of. So yeah, I remember breaking out a little sweat. <laughs> yes, you do. You get up a hill. You're like, wow, that was a hill. <laughs> um, so I guess. Another thing I want to talk about, you had the bad incident in uh, Moorhaven, but you also had a bad incident at the 88 store, which was sounded racially charged. And I was kind of like, at first I was like, oh, my God, that happened. And then I was like, well, yeah, that kind of makes sense to happen there. (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, it just, I guess, goes back to our earlier conversation. You know, I'm a... uh, I've been hiking and backpacking for 25 plus years. Um, and only recently have I really started seeing a lot of diversity. Um, I mean, I have generally been the only non-white <laughs> hiker yeah. in my group on a trail, you know, uh, and, and I stand out, I stand out, you know, and so, and I get that, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm from Kansas, you know, and for many years there, my family, we were the only, you know, Asians in a four state <laughs> radius, I'm sure. But we stand out. And so I, I'm accustomed to that. And, um, you know, I think, you know, it's an inconvenient truth, uh, our history. And uh, there are people out there that still see uh, your superficial, you know, values or, or, or whatnot, and they right. judge you. That. And so what had happened was it, it might have been a miscommunication. I don't know. But the story is this. I mean, it was uh, it was getting pretty late. It was raining. And 2010 was a very, very <laughs> wet year. I remember getting cold and very just just very cold and always walking on water. Um, and so I knew that uh, at the store in the guidebook, uh, it, it said that they would allow hikers to stay there, you know. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to get there. I'm going to be able to get a meal, you know. Um, at one point, uh, the trail runs 
I don't know if it would be the south. It would be on the west side of the, the highway there. I decided because it was still flooded and, you know, I was getting my feet all wet. I was like, I'm just going to walk the road to get to store 88. And so I was hiking up the, uh, the, uh, the road there. I can't remember the name of the road, but this truck drove by me and kind of like slowed down and, you know, and they kind of just like slowed down and didn't roll down their window. And I was just kind of standing there looking in and they didn't roll, roll down their window. I thought it was kind of peculiar and then they just drove off and uh, they were headed towards the store, uh, store 88. And so I get there um, and I, you know, walk in, you know, I, I ask if I can bring my backpack in and she was very nice. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, I don't know if it was the owner or the bartender, uh, and, and, you know, we were talking and uh, she was like, you know, uh, if it's raining so much, you're welcome to stay in. They had a little room where we could we could stay. I don't know if that was if that's still not. Uh, oh, awesome. I have no idea. <laughs> OK, well, she was like, you're, you're welcome to just put your stuff in there. And if you want, you can just like, you know, sleep there. And she was nice enough, but very curt, I noticed, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, whatever, you know, so I sat my stuff down, you know, I'm a dirty hiker. She probably has to go a dirty <laughs> hiker all the time. And so while I had taken my stuff and my belongings to that little side room and I had come back, I guess the people that were in the truck, uh, there were four guys, they were now in uh, sitting at the bar and, you know, and, um, you know, and I, I walked in and I sat down and, you know, they were at one end, I was at the other and, you know, I ordered and got my drink and, then I heard them talking and they were making a uh, comments, um, racial comments, not towards myself, but just in general uh, uh, towards African-Americans. Mm-hmm. And they were using, you know, the N word and uh, they were conversing with the uh, uh, with the bartender and she was laughing. And, you know, and it, 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 I was a little uncomfortable. I mean, because yeah. I understand that, you know, again, I have a, a very reverent sense of humor it takes a lot to offend me <laughs> it really does but i've been in uh situations like this in the past where i felt safe enough to correct or to have a conversation at least and being in the middle of florida you know it's raining and wet there are four big guys i mean they were huge you know and they're they're cracking jokes about african-americans and using the b word you know to describe the bartender and then at one point one of the guys you know turns to me and says uh, you know, he he asked if I'm a chink, and and this is Missy. God, honest, the first time anyone has ever asked me that, which wow. is interesting. <laughs> and I explained to him that I'm not, you know, Chinese or you know, a different type of people. And they started laughing. And then his buddy made a comment about, well, he was going to strap his friend, I assume by a rope, I don't know, and pull him like he saw me hiking on the road with my skiing sticks. Ugh. And so I was just like, okay, yeah, <laughs> kind of gotten to the point now where I, I don't feel safe, you know, and, and, you know, and I'm ignoring them. I'm just, you know, I, I think I was journaling at the time and they were making again, these like, you know, they thought it was so funny that, you know, they were going to tie their friend up to their truck, a, a truck and pull him down the road. And he was going to have to slow them down with the hiking poles that I was using or something. And Ugh. so, you know, and I, I know that maybe, maybe, Maybe they were kidding. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know what's in their heart. But what I understood was, you know, I mean, this is an area. Uh, and I, I mean, again, it's an inconvenient truth that, you know, not so long ago, people were lynched. Right. And, um, you know, and I, I understand that, <laughs> you know, and I, I'm not I'm not, 
you know, so naive to think that I can get around these guys and get out of this safely. And so anyway, I thought the bartender would say something, but she was laughing with them. And so I found that really peculiar. And, um, you know, so I paid my tab and I, I excused myself and said, you know, I'm going to just go tidy my stuff up. And they were laughing, still laughing about something, you know. And so uh, I uh, grabbed my stuff and I, you know, I, I literally if you remember, that road is on, on the side opposite of that store. It's really thick. Uh, mm-hmm. forest. And so I hiked about a quarter mile and then I did uh, I cut into the forest and I just waited for about an hour and about 35 minutes after I had left the same truck drives by and they're driving up and down the road. So, Oh no. Yeah. It it was, it was, it was a situation and, you know, and I, I sat there and I thought, okay, well I can get on the road and hike. I can go back to the Florida trail. They knew I was doing the Florida trail. I don't want them to be able to find me. Why not? Like, I'm just going to camp here tonight. And and I did. And so I just set up my tent, you know, about a quarter mile off the road and very thick uh, trees and forests. And the next morning I got up and, um, you know, I was still really just pissed off about the whole experience. And and I knew this could happen. You know, I mean, I, I'm not naive. I, I've lived and traveled enough and, you know, and and it's the South. It's the beginning of the South. Right. Yeah. yeah. It is what it is. And, you know, and it's. Like I said, it's an inconvenient truth of our history, and that's fine. Um, so anyway, I did like 35 miles the next day and got right out of there. And uh, yeah, so so that's that's basically what happened. Um, and the next day, I, I got a hitch into, I can't remember the name of the town, but there's a great little cafe there. And I, I was talking to some of the locals about it, and they were very nice. And I remember one of the guys, he knew the owners of the store 88. And so he he said he was going to make a point to go down there and just correct them. I don't know what that means. Right. Uh, another guy was like, hey, you know what? You should. It was he was so nice. He was like, you know, first of all, he bought my uh, uh, my chicken gizzards. All I wanted was chicken gizzards. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the best stuff. And the people there, it was like complete opposite of my experience the night before. And again, it just goes back to our conversation. I feel that, you know, um, the interactions you have out there in the world generally are good. It's a very small percentage of times when you're going to experience anything like I did, you know? Right. And that's, that's what happened. Wow. Oh, I'm glad you shared that because I feel like, I mean, like you said, the trails are not that diverse. And so a lot Mm -hmm. of people are probably not having those same experiences. And if they are, they're probably not necessarily talking about them either. You know, I don't even know how we would even broach this as a trail community other than just talking about it and making, being aware that these situations are out there and, you know, to look out for our fellow hikers. Yeah. I think, I think there's, you know, I, I know since I predominantly for the last many, like eight years, I, I haven't really been online. I used to run a website and I, turn that all down. I, I generally just stay on my Instagram and then my f- Facebook friends. And, you know, one of, one of uh, a hiker who experienced a similar thing in Lone Pine uh, on the Pacific Crest Trail, she had reached out to me because I guess she had followed my trail journals and we have mutual friends. And she wanted to start a Facebook group dealing with this subject, you know, race and ethnicity on the trail. And um, I told her I'd be happy to, you know, join it and, you know, and offer my comments and stuff. But and this was in 2015 or 14. Um, and I think the site, the group is still active. But what really surprised me was the amount of uh, racism our own trail family has 
Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, uh, it surprises me because I have never experienced that level, like, while while I'm hiking or backpacking and on trail, the people I surround myself with are generally positive. You know, um, you know, you run into the oddball every once in a while, but we're all, yeah. but you know, <laughs> I, I've never experienced like, you know, no one has ever been overtly racist, but in that group, some of the comments were just really disheartening. And these were coming from through hikers. You know, I didn't know any of them, but I assume they were through hikers. Right. But they, kind of were like, well, what are you proposing? We have a white trail and a non-white trail. And, you know, for, for, for uh, Joanne, I think is her, uh, her, her name. I don't know her trail name. I've actually never met her. You know, she was, uh, she's Chinese and she um, was uh, racially profiled in Lone Pine. And she was concerned about um, hiking in Idaho. There's a huge white supremacist uh, area up there and it's mm-hmm. up in the, the mountains and so she was concerned and she was just genuinely asking and uh people were attacking her i found it really strange you know and um i mean i think what the the trail community could do is to your point support but then also have honest conversations i've i've the way i've always encountered you know um microaggression or uh, or ha- how i've dealt with microaggression or people that have never been exposed to a person that looks like me. So first of all, if you don't know how I look like, you assume I'm an American and I am an American. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> you know, but, but you know, they. I'm from Kansas. I have a very non-distinct accent. I have a weatherman accent. And so when people initially approach me, they, they're always surprised that I can speak English. I mean, it's changed <laughs> a lot. But, you know, they... they they're always, you know, at first they're like, you know, I get to ask that on trail all the time. Do you speak English? I'm like, well, um, in addition to Hmong, Spanish, and I know how to sign too. Right. <laughs> <But> yeah, <so laughs> you know, or sometimes I'll sign back to them actually, uh, just, just for fun. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, uh, I, I take it like this and I, I take it back to that store 88 incident because I don't want to scare other people that aren't white. You know, I mean, I want them to experience the Florida trail. I generally, when I'm in those kind of situations, I take it as a teachable moment. You know, I, 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 for myself, I lower my expectation in terms of how people, how much people have been exposed. So they might not say the right thing. Right. And I can have two reactions. I can be offended by it, or I can take it as an opportunity to teach someone or explain my culture or who I am. And, and, I generally uh, uh, go with the route of explaining who I am and teaching because how are we going to learn? You know, Um, every civil rights movement that has happened in this country and around the world, the leaders had to make friends, you know, you can't, you can't be offended by every single thing. And I think that's one of the reasons why I left that Facebook group as well, because I felt like people were so ready to attack people that they perceived as racist that I just didn't see it as productive. I didn't see right. it as productive at all. You have to, you have to be willing to hear people out and they might not say the right thing and you have a choice then, you know, you can, you can do it as a teachable moment or you can be offended and close off. And, and I'd rather be open. Right. Right. No, thank you for all of that. Um, it's definitely, you expounded a lot more than I was expecting, but, and I've tried <laughs> to talk with, um, I had someone else, uh, she runs the Girls Who Hike Florida, like, page on yeah. Instagram and, you know, kind of diversity inclusion. And I know there's been a lot of more 
groups popping up that are trying to address diversity in the outdoors. And, but like you said, sometimes we get locked in these little like yeah. silly conversations that go nowhere for no reason. So, okay. Maybe we can, oof. No, no, it's good. I think, I think people need to hear it. So. Well, I mean, when you look like me and you're out, you know, in the world, I mean, you just, things happen and it's fine. Uh, I find it entertaining. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad that you're, you have, you're more optimistic than, I mean, I'm sure some people don't take it that nearly as well as you have. So sure. Sure. Um, Okay. Now I guess we can go back. We'll transition back to the trail a little bit. Um, This, I think this section, you keep talking about it getting wetter and you're moving, trying to do some roadwalks around the, the wet areas, but I know that you hold up a couple times in some shelters for a couple days because of the rain. And then it just oh, yeah. like, just like, it seems like it just started falling apart the trail for you. Like once you got north well, of Ocala. Yeah, it was raining. It was raining almost every day. And um, by now I actually had uh, met up with another through hiker, two of them actually, Sunseeker, who had just uh, finished the uh, Appalachian Trail and then 40 degrees. Oh my uh, God. 40, 40 <laughs> degrees is the the rating of his uh, backpack or not backpack, excuse me, his uh, sleep. Oh, bag. right, right, right. Yeah. And uh, many nights it was in the twenties, I remember. And so he was pretty cold, that kid, but um, we actually, I would run into Sunseeker before he was doing the Western route around, um, around uh, Orlando. And I had taken the Eastern. So right. We, we had split up and I literally had just met him. He was a really interesting character. Um, and then uh, I ran into 40. Um, it must have been right in that area. It was actually, the town is Oviedo. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, Oviedo, I think. Oviedo, that's right. Yeah. Another town with, in Florida with chickens. Um, <laughs> chickens all over. Uh, I remember I was staying in a hotel there. And that section of trail, well, the beginning of that, I think it's the Whispering Wood. I think that's what it's called. That was beautiful. And then um, you you hike on the Cross Seminole uh, mm-hmm. bike Right. And, um, you know, and I, I stayed I, I ended up doing a zero in Oviato because uh, it was raining, you know, and it was at night it was getting down into, you know, the 20s and 30s, which was really uncommon um, for Florida. And I remember there were like dead iguanas a lot. All oh, yeah. Place in southern Florida. <laughs> and I saw, you know, when I was going over the Keys, you know, there were dead fish. I saw a dead shark. Um, you know, there were just animals just not accustomed to that kind of weather. But um, yeah, I stayed in Oviato for a few days, two nights, um, zeroed, unplanned, just because of the weather. And then uh, it cleared up. And I remember, <laughs> I remember being on that bike path. And uh, this was really funny because it's, you know, I was following the map. I can't remember if it's Blaze. I think it is, but it's mm-hmm. in like very odd places. You know, it's not like, you know, it's not like, you know, the Florida Trail, first of all, is very well maintained. I've got to give them props. I mean, whoever gets out there and blazes the trail does an awesome job. But at one point, when I was on that bike path, I thought I saw a blaze go through a shopping mall. <laughs> and I was like, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> because, you know, that, that area is suburban. You, yeah. Section, but, yeah. You know, you're sidewalks. And, you know, I thought that would have been pretty funny. But then I was at a Wendy's and a 40 degrees just walked in. And he was like, oh, I've been trying to catch up to you. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> like, Hi, I'm old Buddha. He's like, I know. <laughs> and uh, I guess he was following my trail journals. And uh, he, he uh, said that he had skipped all the roadwalks to try to catch up to me. And I was like, well, you caught up to me. Uh, Hi. Hi. <laughs> and, 
And he was like, hey, do you mind if I hike with you? And I was like, sure, you know, no problem, whatever. Um, uh, so we uh, ended up having uh, dinner at Wendy's and then we planned out. There's a series of shelters after that, I think two mm-hmm. or three. And uh, we were like, OK, it's going to be raining on this day. So we have to hike 30 miles here, 20 here, 40 here to get to that shelter. And so that's kind of what we did. And a lot of that section I actually skipped in terms of like getting on the actual trail just because it was <clears throat> flooded and we yeah. hiked the roads. And um, that's just kind of what I did pretty much all the way to St. Mary's <laughs> pretty much from, you know, when we got to the Suwannee river, that place was just, first of all, beautiful and really unfortunate that I had to um, skip it initially, but I did come back and rehike it. But I remember getting to uh, that town. Is it white Springs? Is that yeah, what it's white Springs? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a great town. I mean, awesome town. And that buffet at that, uh, that uh, buffet there is amazing. Um, and so we, we, we stayed at a serious shelters. Uh, we zeroed at one of them mm-hmm. during the storm. It, it actually almost snowed sleet that oh night. Gosh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I remember 40 just like asking if he could borrow some of my clothes. Cause he was so cold. And of course I lent it to him. Yeah. Uh, but he ended up, uh, and I can't remember the name of the shelter, maybe hammock, something, something like that is, uh, uh, ringing in my memory, but uh, we end up. I, I did zero there uh, with him, with Forty, and that's also when Sunseeker caught up to us. And then we ended up staying at another shelter, and it was actually on someone's property. I don't know if you, yeah, that's the the Madison shelter, I think. Mm-hmm. The Madison shelter. Okay, right. And we end up zeroing there too. <laughs> I mean, we haven't really talked a lot about my hiking style, but I am actually a person that, uh, you know, I'm a creature of extremes you know i i can do a 40 mile a day and i can do a five mile a day and i'm perfectly okay with both um you know i always you know i always know that in the back of my pocket i can i can do a big day if i have to mm-hmm. but <laughs> but those but you know it did after a while hiking with those two guys i was like oh, i gotta get going you know and when we got to white springs um i remember the flood levels the recommended levels to hike around the the river i think it's like 75 something like that and the 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 river was flooded at 95 <laughs> so it was like 20 feet over the recommended level of hiking on the, the the river and i remember just like you know yeah i can i can share the story i just it's it's fine i remember the day we were leaving white springs i i get up early and i'm am hiking down near the river and uh the river just the trail just disappeared i mean you know, it looked like a lake, <laughs> you know, and you've hiked that section. So yeah. You know, meanders around the river mm-hmm. and I couldn't, it, it literally went up to the banks and beyond. And I was just like, there's no way, you know? And so I kind of like bushwhacked around it. And then I was like, you know, if it's like this for the next 30 miles, it's just not possible. So I came back and told them, I ended up staying another night in White Springs because it was raining again. And then that night I just decided, look, I'm just going to have to roadwalk. There's a road that goes uh, that's north of the river and um, see or something. I, I can't remember. And I ended up doing that road walk around the river and um, I was really upset about it. At one point, halfway through the road walk, I, uh, there was a side trail that went back to the, the, the Florida trail and I decided to go ahead and try it. Um, got there and I was like, Oh great. You know, it's dry. The Florida trail, it's dry both ways. I'm going to hike. I got about a half a mile uh, down the Florida trail 
and it was just disappeared again. Oh God. <laughs> and you know, and at one point I was like, okay, maybe I can blow up. And I did this actually one time and uh, blew up my uh, sleeping pad and put my backpack on it to try to get past this section. And uh, I was able to, but then this section, no way. I mean, the river was just moving way too fast and it was just not safe. Yeah. Uh, so I ended up doing the roadwalk uh, pretty much all the way to St. Mark's from there. Uh, it's, I think there's I-75 at one point. Um, I remember having to hike part of I-75, which I found out is illegal. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, when I, I saw that in your trailer and I was like, I think they even have signs that says no, no walking on the highway or something like that. If I listened and uh, if I, uh, uh, <laughs> if I followed every sign in my life, I would not get anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes being a different ethnicity, you can use that to your advantage. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what that meant. What? Huh? <laughs> I don't read English. What? <laughs> no, no. But the a police officer that picked me up <laughs> knew that you can't walk on the highway. And I was like, well, sir, would you kindly take me back to where I was? And I was like, fine. And, and, you know, and then I had to do some more road walking just to get around that section because it was all flooded. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Oh my! Well, you so you actually ended your hike at St. Mark's that first time, and then you just kind of jumped up to Alabama to continue on your ECT hike. And we could talk a little bit about that, but it did sound like I could never tell if you actually came back and finished the Florida Trail. But based on what you've just said in your conversations, you did come back. Um, so maybe you can talk about filling in those gaps that you did and um, and actually ending have completing a through hike of the Florida Trail. Yeah. So, well, no, technically I still missed uh, five miles. <laughs> well, besides five that. Miles where, where the French Canadians picked me up and drove me, you know, well, actually they drove me home. Uh, and the next day when they, uh, you know, dropped me off, they dropped me off uh, near that river. I can't remember the name of the river. But so what happened is I, so I continued on the Florida trail. Um, I got to St. Mark's and, you know, I, I was just really looking at the topography coming up. And I knew just from reading some of the descriptions that I wasn't able, I wasn't going to be able to do this just because of the, um, just, you know, it was going to be flooded, you know, and it's, it's like 30 degrees and it's raining every day. I mean, it was literally raining for two straight weeks. And so I was like, I'm going to have to just get out of here and come back. And, um, you know, I am a person that, uh, you know, my style of hiking is, I set out to always do a pure hike, right? I mean, that's my, that's my intent, but I'm, uh, I'm experienced enough to know <laughs> you have to be flexible, right? Yeah, right. And, and I, 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 I think of my through hiking adventures more as a route and certainly with the Eastern continental tra uh, trail, it's more of a route than it really is a trail. I mean, I call it, I describe it as an unofficial official trail, you know, and, right. and, and that gives you a lot of um, flexibility, um, you know, I do a lot of blue blazing when I'm hiking and uh, I do side trails as well. Like I did the Fundy Foot uh, path up in New Brunswick um, instead of coming back and doing sections of the Florida trail I might have missed. You know, it was 30 mm -hmm. miles. Beautiful trail right. <laughs> on the ECT, but I, I chose to include it. Uh, so what happened was uh, when I got to St. Mark's, I decided to hitch up to Tallahassee, which I did. Stayed there for two days and then I uh, figured, OK, I'm going to try to hitch to uh, Blackwater, right? The start mm -hmm. of the Florida Trail and the Alabama Roadwalk on the Eastern Continental Trail. And I got to a town that was about 15 miles from where I wanted to. And I was sitting there, you know, this was like in the middle of the day. 
And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to start road walking. <laughs> you know, I know where I'm, I, I need to go. I, I can follow my map. You know, I didn't have a smartphone. They weren't really popular back then. You know, yeah. I had flip phone and I had maps, you know. And so I actually never even walked the Alabama section of the ECT because I did my own. <laughs> right. Um, did my own backwoods road walk and just went directly towards where I needed to. And so I did that, finished off the Eastern Continental Trail uh, up in uh, New Brunswick, uh, and then, uh, not New Brunswick, excuse me, uh, Bell Island is where it finishes. And you mm-hmm. you, you take the ferry from New Brunswick uh, into uh, uh, PEI, and then from PEI, yeah. the ferry over to Nova Scotia, and then in North Sydney, Nova Scotia, you take another ferry to Port I think it's Port Basque is how you pronounce it. But um, uh, I did a southbound in Newfoundland and I came back and I decided that towards the end, I was, it was really cold. So I started off really cold and I ended really well. <laughs> and I don't think I would have been able to actually finish Newfoundland. I ran into um, some, some uh, through cyclists. They were doing a southbound uh, ride of the entire, uh, of the entire province and I ended up kind of like slack packing with them. Mm-hmm. So they, their son was trail supporting them or road supporting them. And he would carry a lot of my gear. And I had to hike 40 miles a day on Newfoundland. Oh, which, wow. You know, was, it's, it was quite, quite difficult. It's, it's all a road walk in Newfoundland. There are sections um, you can actually hike off of it. Um, and that's the, the way that the ECT or the uh, Centurion International Appalachians, that's what they recommend. But I was like, there's no way uh, October, November, I'm going to be able to do this. It was already getting way too cold. And so um, after I finished the ECT, I decided that I was going to rent a car and drive back down to Florida. I met up with my buddy, Catman, who I met on the Appalachian Trail. We started in Blackwater and hiked back to uh, St. Mark's. Uh, I went through the Asilla, which is absolutely stunning, as you probably know. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, the things are awesome. Uh, and, you know, and, and it, it's actually, it's a good point. So I haven't completed my trail journals and I actually did that on purpose. <laughs> uh, I kind of like having projects out there that are incomplete because it gives me something to do in the future. And, um, you know, I still need to update my entire trail journals with all my pictures. I have thousands of pictures <laughs> I've never included and I need to finish out, you know, I mean, I have it all written out. It's just about updating it, right? Right, right, uh, right. Kind of fun not to, because I get a lot of questions all the time. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, and I think it leaves a little bit of mystery. Like, I would have never come up with some of the things I've I've asked you if I hadn't, sure. if I'd known everything. So. Well, Missy, uh, I'll say this, you know, I mean, I, you know, I mean, my writing style, I, I try to joke around. I hope people can, people understand that. But, you know, I mean. I think we're like, I do a lot of just silly things when I'm on trail and um, I was getting a lot of just interesting comments, <laughs> not always super positive. And so I kind of, I kind of like to do that to um, kind of a big F you to some of my, some, some of the people that might've criticized me <laughs> when I was complaining too much, I guess. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Everybody I, has complaints on a trail. Even if you love the trail, there's still things about it that frustrate you. So for sure. For sure. Okay, so you, I'm glad you, I'm glad you did come back and and get and get to see that, especially the Oscilla, because I think I remember you saying something about wishing you had seen it, and yes. I'm glad you got to see it. So, well, I'll tell you what I mean when I when I think about the Florida Trail, there are really three areas that's 
stick out to me. Four, if I count the roadblocks. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they do stick out, though. But uh, it's the Asilo Sinks, uh, the Suwannee River, stunning. Um, and I would have to say the Kissimmee. I mean, those are the three things that really stick out to me. Uh, Blackwater is beautiful, too. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's nice. Uh, but I really thought the Asilo Sinks were just stunning. I mean, it's like 20 miles of, uh, you know, you're hiking next to a river. You know this. Yeah. Uh, and it, you know, disappears and comes out. It's really cool. I highly recommend it to anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. And um, I mean, I think I could pick your brain on so many <laughs> other trails and subjects and we could just go on for days. So, I mean, maybe, maybe we're going to cross paths somewhere in the future. Um, I know you hiked the Lone Star Trail, which is now, and now it's my backyard. So. Oh, you're in Texas. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in Texas. Uh, I'm from take Texas. Some, uh, and, so. oh, right take uh, some, uh, some bear spray because there are some rather mean pit bulls. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. Good to know. Good to know. Actually, I just saw today somebody got bit by a dog on the Florida Trail. And that was the Florida Trail, not Lone Star Trail. But yeah, um, dogs on trails. I, I wish we had a um, something way to fix that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it, it's just part of the experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so do you think you'll ever do another ECT or Florida Trail hike again? I mean, you seem to be a Western hiker, though. Yeah, you know, I, I think I will. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if I've ever, if I'd ever do the Eastern Continental Trail again. Um, I might do from um, Quebec back down to Florida. I, I, you know, I mean, the Nova Scotia and the PEI and, you know, they're beautiful areas. And obviously, Newfoundland is stunning. Um, but it's just, you know, I, it's a lot of road walking and um, yeah. not just not, you know, I'm too old. <laughs> I know that's not terrible, but I leave that up to all these young guys. You know? I mean, I, I, I want to hike on a trail, you know, I'm a traditionalist in that sense, but I, you know, I have not been back to the Florida trail after I, uh, sweet Hanson. So I came back down and we hiked the Suwannee river and that was the last time I was hiking in Florida. And that was in 2010 also. And, um, you know, uh, I would go back and do the Florida trail. I absolutely would. Um, I, I feel like even with the road walks, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, it's country I'd never seen before, you know, um, I, I never seen some of the, uh, some of the, uh, uh, the forest there. I mean, they're beautiful. Big Cypress is stunning also. Mm -hmm. And the sunsets in Florida are pretty amazing. So I would go back and do both. Uh, not all the way to P, uh, not all the way to Bell Island on the ECT, only to Quebec. Yeah, and I would definitely do the Florida Trail again. Right, right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking time to uh, to talk to me and to share your story. And I, I think there's probably a lot of people who don't know who you are, but I will definitely put links to your trail journal and to your Instagram. And I don't know yeah. if you want to share your Facebook or not, but yeah, that's it was it was awesome actually getting to talk to you. Okay. Well, I, I'm just a I'm just another guy with uh, I don't know with. With experience, I guess. <laughs> that's, that's all it is. I hope it was okay. I mean, I'm not, uh, I've done another podcast before. And, you know, that was on a separate issue, but I hope this format is works for you. And, you know, I've listened to a couple of your podcasts and they're great. So happy to, happy to put my story out there. Thanks. Thanks. No, you did. We did you do that. Blah. I think it's <laughs> me that has a problem here. <laughs> you did great. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Well, best well, of luck, Missy.